So in the previous section of the work, we were discussing the interplay and the conflict that arises between the Department of Basic Education, the, the provincial departments and the MECs and the HODs versus the school governing bodies. And part of that reason for that clash stems from the fact that the school governing body, as we see in the Schools Act, has certain responsibilities when it comes to creating the policies of the school, right? And one of those particular policies is the school's code of conduct. So if you look at Section 8 of the Schools Act, it confers the power on the school governing bodies to come up with these codes of conduct for the schools. And, and these codes basically tell learners what they are and what they are not allowed to do within that, within that particular school. What are the school rules, right? And you'll see that there's very much a, a consultative process and a spirit of consultation involved in coming up with those rules because the Schools Act, in fact, says that when, con when drafting these codes of conduct, when coming up with these codes of con conduct, school governing bodies need to consult widely. They need to ensure that they consult with learners, that, that learners form part of the, the process in coming up with the code of conduct that will ultimately regulate their behavior. They also have to make sure that parents and educators as, as stakeholders of those codes of conduct also contribute towards the process, that they also have a say in what those code of conducts will ultimately look like and how those code of conducts uh, should be shaped. And we see this all in Section 8 of SASA. And importantly, uh, you see in Section 8 of SASA, it explains the purpose of the, the, school, the school's code of conduct and what, what must the code of conduct serve, ultimately achieve. And it's important to understand this purpose for, for when we examine whether or not a code of conduct has violated learners' rights, uh, has discriminated against learners, because this section of the work is all about discrimination. So if you look at the purpose of the code of conduct, it makes it clear that it's the whole purpose behind a code of conduct is to make sure that there's an orderly schooling environment that there's, there's discipline involved. So it's the maintaining that sort of discipline uh, and conducive learning environment in which learners can ultimately uh, succeed and they can ultimately thrive and, and study in, right? Um, and the aim of that code of conduct is to make sure that the the learning processes to safeguard that learning process and and improve that learning process to make sure that the quality of learning in a particular school is improved. So we have this code of conduct that's aimed at improving the learning process, that's aimed at maintaining discipline, that school governing bodies are responsible for establishing, that governing bodies must consult widely with the other stakeholders when coming up with and ultimately all the learners have to abide by this code of conduct.